Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Option Plus podcast. In this episode, I would like to introduce you to why I think that uh, cypherpunk technologies and cryptonarchy works. What are the mechanisms that actually bring us more freedom? So this is a topic that not many people think about. They are uh, often like, oh, I want more privacy. I want a permissionless financial system. But the question is, what is the mechanism? How does it translate to us having more liberty, more freedom in our day-to-day lives? I, of course, uh, write about strategies, how to, how to use these technologies in our lives in my book cryptocurrencies hack your way to a better life so if you want uh, the practical strategies i highly recommend uh, reading this book it is amazing and very unique on the market you will find information that you will not find in your common uh, bitcoin or crypto book there and uh, the book is available in English and in Spanish and of course in my native Slovak languages uh, you can read it as an ebook or as a paperback and you can get it either through my e-shop uh, if you use a coupon option plus you can get a discount or you can get it on Amazon which uh, in case of paperback might be uh, more efficient because I use print on demand and they will print the book for you uh, closer to wherever you want it delivered. But of course, on my eShop, you can pay in a more private way with Bitcoin Lightning, uh, Standard Bitcoin and Monero as well. Uh, I also accept credit cards for the dinosaurs among you that still use the legacy financial system. I don't discriminate, but uh, of course, I would suggest that you move to the new financial system. Uh, This uh, podcast is a recording of a talk I gave at Web3 Privacy Summit in Prague, which was amazing. And I highly recommend checking other talks, uh, especially uh, the talk by Rachel Rose O'Leary on Lunar Punk. It it is amazing and... uh, uh, and uh, I think very thought-provoking and uh, it allows us, uh, the, the whole lunar punk idea allows us to see the world in a completely different way. So enjoy and I hope you learn something new. What I would like to uh, tell you is uh, kind of um, a positive vision. I don't uh, like things being based on fear that much and the question is, if we have uh, all this uh, privacy tech, electronic cash and uh, anonymization technologies, um, how does it actually relate to our freedom or to our lives in general? Uh, because uh, it's um, uh, when, when people uh, talk about uh, crypto anarchists and they, or think about them, they often imagine, you know, we are some nerds that are using some command line utilities uh, to do some some signatures and so on, and then we, uh, you know, uh, it doesn't apply to anything else that we do outside outside of our lives. Um, 
my uh, vision that I want to uh, present you is uh, how we actually can use these technologies to increase our freedom in real life, in, in meat space. Um, and I have uh, uh, two, um, two levels of this game. Uh, but first of all, we need to uh, ask ourselves what is uh, freedom. What are we trying to uh, maximize? What we, what we are going uh, trying to increase? So, if you are libertarians and you've read all the you know libertarian literature, you probably read about something that is called a non-aggression principle, which is a textbook answer. Um, it's a general absence of coercive force, uh, allowing individuals to live their lives freely without interference. While this is a good definition for a society, what, what how uh, liberty in society should look like, um, it's not very useful in case of our individual choices because it's dependent on them uh, who want or uh, don't want to coerce you. Uh, so we need to uh, turn something that they are or are not doing and uh, actually uh, look at our own actions and see if there is something that we can do, uh, not depending on them. Um, here, uh, the them is represented by Ayn the Pyramid. Uh, if you have read uh, the very good uh, book called Illuminatus, you have probably seen this symbol. Some of you maybe use uh, US shit coins with the dead American presidents. Uh, there's the same symbol, and to me, it represents uh, both surveillance, that's the eye, and also the hierarchy, uh, which is represented uh, in my mind uh, by the pyramid. And um, uh, I think uh, we need to get rid of both of these, and that's the actual strategy. So, practically, uh, we don't want to rely on them. Uh, so, all these uh, reform effort, talk, um, Twitter, pissing contests, protests, manifestos, and so on, these things are not increasing your freedom. Uh, they might be useful in the long term in changing the, uh, the perception of society about these topics, but if you actually want to do something uh, to increase your uh, freedom, winning a Twitter fight or um, lobbying the government for a new uh, privacy regulation or lack of regulation is not going to cut it. It's, a, it's to a large extent a waste of time. So, uh, as I said, there are two levels. Level one, why does cryptonarchy work? What are we actually going to do? Uh, the first thing uh, to notice is uh, um, one of the ways how to really not be free is if you are uh, in jail or uh, even dead. Um, uh, and uh, in order to avoid this situation, a good realization is only human bodies can be put in jail. Uh, so, um, if there is a way uh, to disconnect some of your actions uh, and some of your uh, some of your property from your body, uh, uh, which is identified by your name or many other identifiers like the scary drones uh, in Rojava, uh, that's uh, that's a good way to start. Uh, as I said, it's level one. <laughs> 
Um, but um, uh, in order to do this, we can use the strategies uh, that uh, crypto anarchists were uh, were trying to experiment with. And uh, what is nice about this strategy is uh, that it's a strategy to prevent conflicts um, with the state, but also with uh, with uh, other people. And uh, we use these technologies, cryptography, anonymization, electronic cash, and so on. Uh, but what is interesting and very unique about crypto anarchy is that um, most freedom theory is based on the premise of winning conflicts. You know, we are going to beat them. We are going to legalize weed. We are going to uh, introduce zero percent tax on crypto. We are going to whatever <laughs> uh, enable cookie, not uh, cookie notices, and that's going to uh, change our life for the better. Uh, so. There are two sides that are in conflict and the only way uh, to actually win and uh, get more freedom in all these other approaches is to win those conflicts. Uh, I think the best approach is not to start them in the first place. Uh, and uh, for that, uh, in Crypto Anarchy, uh, we uh, look at uh, uh, military um, uh, theory of conflicts um, and in this case, it's a theory of uh, an OODA loop. So an OODA loop is something that two sides uh, who are in conflict, uh, they both go through this loop all the time. So first, first they observe something. So you can observe there's a Russian tank there. Uh, then you orient, you see, okay, the Russian tank that is there is uh, not looking very friendly and it's coming my way. Then you have to decide what are you going to do? Are you going to run? Are you going to suddenly start speaking Russian and whatever, uh, wave a white flag? Uh, and then you need to act, then you need to execute the action. Um, most reform movements, as I said, uh, they focus on the decide part. So they say, okay, you are not going to put me into jail because of buying a bag of wheat. And the reason is that uh, we have uh, collectively agreed that this rule no longer applies and the judge will not decide to put me into jail. So that's a reform movement of uh, drug legalization. Um, in crypto anarchy, uh, we say that if it goes this far, you already failed, it's too late, you already started the conflict and you want it to exit the OODA loop as soon as possible. So the way to do it in crypto anarchy is don't be observed with a bag of wheat. Um, and if you are observed, uh, make sure that uh, the other side of the conflict doesn't understand what happened you know is it you just walking around with a bag of wheat or did they see you exchange it for cash or for something else um, so um, crypto anarchy and these privacy technologies are uh, doing two things uh, you try to uh, to disconnect your body with some of your actions and you are trying to not to be observed and not to be uh, uh, and uh, you are making it difficult for the other side to understand what happened. Uh, if you do this, you exit the OODA loop very fast, the conflict doesn't even start, and you have more freedom and you live your life. Uh, but uh, that's just level one. Uh, so 
Maybe you have heard that privacy is the power to selectively reveal oneself to the world. Um, and uh, that leads directly uh, to a, a form of freedom because uh, your body is non-jailable if it's not identified. So you kind of disappear into this cypher sphere cloud. You become, uh, you, you become invisible in some of your actions. Um, on the other hand, it also limits some of your choices. So uh, again, depends on your definition of freedom, because if you will, uh, if you have to use uh, whatever uh, difficult technology and cubes and everything, then you're not uh, living your life as most normies with all uh, all the apps and uh, you know uh, golden credit cards and uh, and uh, all the other things that are convenient. So. Uh, it's not a win-win situation, but if uh, freedom uh, and uh, liberty is important to you, uh, uh, that it's a trade-off that you have to take. Uh, in order to do this, uh, I don't think it is wise to go like all in, like uh, immediately super paranoid mode, uh, delete all apps, everything you know, and uh, and just go uh, go crazy and all in because you will not be able to sustain this. Uh, total anonymity in all your actions is super hard. Just uh, when you go outside, just look at the cameras and and the face, and <laughs> uh, that 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 can scan your face, and you will understand that even just moving around the street is not as private as as you think. So if you would really want to take it to 100% anonymity, you're going to have a difficult uh, time. So the, uh, a good way to approach this is to understand uh, what, uh, what your party actually observes. So again, back to the OODA loop. Uh, there's a good book uh, uh, by James Scott that's called Seeing Like a State, and that's uh, on the reasoning of uh, identity, um, of uh, location information like standardized street names and so on. Um, and if you understand what the state sees, wh uh, why they want to know it, uh, how they're going to use it, uh, if you understand how reporting work works, um, uh, then you can say, okay, I definitely don't want them to know my location, for example, um, and so on. So, so basically, again, you are trying to avoid them to be able to move your body into a prison cell. Uh, of course, do not put any important information on a blockchain. Dear Ethereum people, please <laughs> don't do it. It's a very stupid idea. Uh, it's not uh, forward secrecy and so on. So um, especially if it's on by default, uh, that's why I'm very reluctant to use Ethereum. And, and, I'm, and, and when I do, I actually feel like I have to put a condom on myself and, you know, create a disposable address, do my business and leave as soon as possible. Because, uh, and, and even then I'm kind of... Uh, uh, kind of uh, scared of uh, of this interaction, so that's why uh, I prefer more anonymous technologies. Um, what what is also interesting uh, in the books by uh, James Scott, uh, he has another book uh, where he explores the rise of the early states, um, and he notices that uh, these people who are not affiliated to a, to a land and to a state uh, had quite a free life. Uh, they were actually even contracted by the states to catch uh, tax slaves who were escaping. Uh, and um, uh, 
So if you are not in a database, if you live somewhere where you're considered a tourist or a, a non-important person, um, then uh, then you get a little bit more freedom. You know, if you go to a to a vacation to Thailand, uh, no Thai bureaucrat is asking you to fill a tax return or anything like that. Of course, uh, there are levels to this. Now we need visas, we need papers and stuff like that. And unfortunately, not everyone is able to get these. Uh, but we can all um, travel or nomad to the cypher sphere or to the dark forest. And uh, maybe with just some of our activities go there. So how does it look uh, look like? When you uh, when you move to this cipher sphere, and again, like you cannot move your physical body there, but you can move some of your activities there. Uh, you want to be seen as a nomad uh, uh, is seen in any country where they travel to. You are basically an unproductive backpacker traveling the world, having the time of your life. You're probably living off your parents' credit card uh, if you're older than maybe of your own, um, and it should be super, uh, super, um, um, they, they should uh, uh, understand that getting uh, any money out of you is impossible. You know, you're, you're, you're a poor person, you don't have income, savings, no real estate, you're just pure burden of society and pure consumer and you live somewhere else uh, than uh, where your database entries are. Level two, uh, we have seen many talks that um, try to explain what is happening from the high level, what the they, you know, the, the eye in the pyramid, what the they are doing. And understanding the game is important, uh, but most people try to understand it from the uh, point of the uh, the red guy on top, you know, what is Putin think, thinking? What is he going to do? What is uh, whatever US going to do? Uh, but uh, for again, for increasing our freedom, uh, we are not that guy. We don't need to understand them. We need to understand our position and uh, uh, what is uh, what is our situation. Uh, so there are uh, several. Um, ways to play this game, which is an old game of power dynamics, uh, uh, dominance and hierarchy game. Um, you can be uh, one of a few types of characters if we generalize. Either you are a beta, submissive, uh, then your goal is to basically have a good life, survive, don't be bothered by anyone. You want some privacy because you don't want to stand out. You don't want to be uh, seen as a threat uh, to either the alpha or the dominance hierarchy. Uh, but uh, other than that, you are just kind of uh, in this state of brain fog, basically. And, and these are by basically hidden and powered uh, by fear and kind of trying to... Uh, 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 make buy and uh, and uh, survive um, with of course the highest quality of life possible but still you're trying to survive if you're an alpha your goal is to move up in the dominance hierarchy uh, this is totally stupid way to play this game because first of all uh, you do not understand how the hierarchy works and it's not because you are stupid but because it's unknowable uh, it's uh, so complex that no one actually actually knows the current state of the hierarchy 
And uh, uh, if you actually succeed and you move up in the hierarchy, uh, you will realize uh, you're not actually getting the fulfillment because there is always uh, one uh, uh, one step up that you can go. Uh, so it's uh, it's as stupid as thinking that if you actually snort a line of cocaine, that it will in a reality make you king of the world. <laughs> you Most people I have seen doing this, uh, they think that they are kings of the world or queens of the world, but the reality is different. Uh, so this is uh, actually a very uh, primitive uh, primal brain, um, primate uh, uh, brain uh, way of trying to win the game and it will never end this way. So it's unwinnable in this way. So the good way to do it is to say, okay, fuck this. I'm not going to be in this uh, org chart of society. And I want to move to something that uh, some people call node-first relationships, so peer-to-peer. And that's, again, where uh, where Bitcoin and crypto comes in because we are trying to uh, be more peer-to-peer. Um, so in order to leave the game, you need, first of all, to drop off the radar of dominance hierarchy. And the best way to do it, or one of the most important things to keep in mind, is you are not uh, showing off as a threat to their position. Uh, most of the people in the hierarchy don't actually care about the hierarchy itself. They only care about their position. Uh, but uh, it is n- not, you know, uh, good to uh, show, you know, middle finger, fuck you, everyone. I, I, uh, I am out of your hierarchy uh, because that means that some of the, especially alphas, may perceive uh, that uh, that you are actually trying to take their place. Also, the betas don't like it because uh, then you are free and they're still, you know, hidden in their corner and hoping to survive their life. Um, so uh, that's the first thing, you know, don't like show off your presence, but don't show off that you uh, that you won the game <laughs> or that you are in the process of winning the game. And then, uh, of course, it is uh, creating, nurturing and growing meaningful relationships with other nodes. So uh, what to do? Uh, I don't think uh, the game is about persuading some customers to pay with crypto. It's not about showing off your super paranoid graphene tor, whatever command line Monero setup. That's nice. I like to geek out. uh, But... Uh, the end game is to get more freedom, to not be put in jail, and uh, to step out of the dominance hierarchy by disappearing from the radar, understanding them enough uh, to be able to step out of their game, but not threatening them, uh, and then create the value and meaningful business and personal relationships in the cyphersphere. Uh, so you basically enter the dark forest. Um, uh, for this, uh, how it relates uh, to crypto is that it creates these communities. We have people here that can talk to each other and uh, we might think of each other as you know nerds uh, behind their computers, but many of us have families. We actually want to uh, live a good life, enjoy our life. We have uh, many other passions uh, than uh, things behind the keyboard. Uh, and if we cooperate out of the hierarchies we can uh, 
uh, we can create many interesting things. And if you are out of the hierarchies, the possibilities of connections are endless, even with much fewer nodes. So it doesn't take us convincing, uh, you know, one million people. Uh, you can create a meaningful parallel society with maybe 20 to 100 people. That's even maybe too much. And um, uh, this way, uh, with uh, with all these uh, all these connections and all these interactions, we can actually build something. So it's not about building the tech itself. It's about uh, uh, living meaningful lives and creating something. Uh, I recommend not wasting time with political discussions and uh, definitely not persuading politicians. It's uh, uh, first of all a threat and then a waste of time. Uh, but also, I don't think uh, it's necessary to be overly paranoid about every you know cookie you send everywhere or everything. Um, you need to understand what the state sees and what they can do with it, how how it actually works. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. I remind you that uh, more practical topics on how to use uh, cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin uh, to improve our lives, uh, uh, get more freedom are available in my book, Cryptocurrencies, Hack Your Way to a Better Life. If you are a regular listener of this podcast, or if you found value in this podcast, there is a really easy way to show your support and help us grow. Download any podcasting 2.0 app such as Fountain or Breeze. They work both on iOS and Android. And then follow the Option Plus podcast and start listening. You can share your thoughts on this episode by sending a boost. That's like a payment with a message. And see what other listeners have to say or create clips of the best moments. Getting started is easy. You can top up your fountain or breeze wallet with a Bitcoin Lightning transaction or even a bank card. I hope this podcast brings value to you and it would be great if you can support this podcast by paying us this value. You probably spent some time listening to it, so you already demonstrated it is not worthless. So it would be nice to reward the podcaster, in this case me, with what this podcast is worth to you. The alternative for podcasters such as me is advertising and with podcasts that are created for the sake of advertising, you become the product and not the customer. I would personally like you to remain a customer, not a product, and I would like your support in allowing this podcast to continue in a sustainable way. Try it out. Thank you for listening.